Hello and greetings to each of you this day. I am your host of the Being Love in Action podcast, Reverend K.C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. Listen, I'm a grace girl, daughter of the King of Kings and a disciple and lover of Jesus Christ. And I invite you to walk with me today as I share a word of encouragement. So grab your coffee or have a sip of tea with me while being encouraged, empowered, and even challenged as we learn through the gospel of Jesus Christ, the life applications of what it truly means to being love in action. Thank you all for tuning in back this week with me for the Being Love in Action podcast. This is always one of the highlights of my week when I can come with you and just have a word of encouragement. And I just want to thank you for tuning in today and just having uh, an opportunity and, and stopping by and just seeing what God is going to share. So I just thank you. And I pray that today has already been one that has been filled with encouragement. Uh, you know, I know that we all have things pressing on us. I think sometimes we get up with things, but I'm learning every day to uh, be. I saw. A, well, let me retract this before I say it. I got a, a a message in my inbox today and it was a beautiful meme. And I'm not I may not be repeating it word for word, but the gist of it said a river never flows backwards. We must be like a river and forget our past and just move with the flow of life daily. Again, I'm not quoting it verbatim. This is just uh, my rendition of it. And so I'm learning every day. um, And I just thank God for that, ma'am, was that to be like a river. And I pray that you kind of take that that, um, thought and, and be like the river. You can't move backwards. You know, what is left behind is behind the hurt, the pain, the good, the joy, the past successes. All of those things have helped to make us who we are today. But we are no longer bound by our past. It is the future. What is coming? What is flowing ahead? And through the word of God, God promises each one of us so much more. You know, Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope in the future. God is never going to hurt us, to harm us. You know, many times if we're honest, the things that happen in our lives or as a result of some of the decisions we've made, but many times there are, are a result as God using us and say, why not try my faithful servant? And right there, I wanted you to insert your name. Amen. So listen, and let us jump into this word today. And today I'm going to be talking about the squad, you know, uh, the squad. The squad is the fighter, the encourager and the intercessor. The fighter in this context of the text that I'm going to share with you is Joshua and the encourager is Aaron and Ur, and then the intercessor is Moses. And I'm going to be reading from you, sharing this word with you from Exodus 17, Verses 10 and 13. Again, Exodus 17, chapter 10 through 13 verses. And I'm reading from the NIV version. And this is what, <clears throat> excuse me, the word of God says. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had that ordered. And Moses, Aaron and Ur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amal- Amalekites were 
winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. Aaron and Ur held his hands up, on one on one side and one on the other side, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. Verse 13, so Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. I want to reread verse 11. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. So at one point, God's people were winning when the hands of the man of God was lifted. And then as he got tired and they began to lower the other side, which was the enemy's team, were winning. So the question I'm going to ask you today, the title is the squad, the fighter, the encourager, the intercessor. Who's on your squad? Do you know who's on your squad? And I'm going to ask you the question, who are the people connected to you? Do you know your purpose? And are you in position again? Do you know your squad? Who are the people connected to you? Do you know your purpose? And are you in position Listen, your history and those connected to you play a direct part in how you see yourself in the future. You know, uh, there's a text in the Bible that says iron sharpens iron. When you are around people who are growing and moving and doing things, and I'm not saying they have to be all on, you know, famous. I think we get that that text. Uh, we say that and it's so out of context, you know, just going in a positive direction. You know, a person can be, you know, not in the most financially secure place in life, you know, but they don't, that does not mean they are not wealthy in the things of God. And it does not mean that they don't have wisdom and knowledge. So we have to be very careful when we begin to select people and know the people that we're connected to. We're in a, a, a state where now, you know, it's all about what you can give or show what it appears to be as if you are winning. Amen. And winning many times as if you have your names for those in the body of believers. When we're talking about for the ministry of God, you know, uh, people look at those who, you know, are always the faces on on you know, different flyers. And I would believe I heard someone say this as well. You know, God is not only speaking to people faces who are on flyers. Most of the people that he used, if you look at the word of God and study it, were not the famous people. Now, they became famous at some point, but 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 are known. And you got to remember, you know, we got to make sure that when we're connecting to people, it is not based off uh, what we consider to be. um winning amen or winning being part of the winning team um and so that history your history is not necessarily based off of your past in that history it's not necessarily based just off of your past failure success but mainly based upon who God says you are in the word of God. So when I ask you, do you know, when I make the statement, do you know your purpose? You got to understand it is not based off of your history. Amen. It is based off of who God says that you are. Amen. So here is Joshua. Let, let's look at the squad. Here is Joshua. He's a young man that had witnessed his people being enslaved. He was young when all of this was going on. He was being he, he enslaved. He saw them being delivered from bondage. He witnessed the miracles of God on behalf of his people. 
He witnessed it through the 10 plagues that were placed on the on Egypt. He witnesses through the parting of the Red Sea. He um, witnessed when they were in the desert, when God turned uh, through the prophet Moses, um, the undrinkable water where he told Moses to put a piece of wood into the water and then which allowed it to be made uh, pure enough for the people to drink. He also witnessed God allowing quail to appear and allowing the manna to fall from heaven. Um, he allowed, he also allowed, uh, this young man, Joshua to, uh, serve. He was also saw, well, he saw Moses, the servant of God strike a rock, which when they were in the desert, in the journey, he witnessed that when he caused water to flow from a rock. So Joshua himself under the guidance of Moses, he was mentored under Moses. He, Moses, he was becoming prepared to be the next leader of the children of Israel once Moses um, was going to die. So he was being prepared. And now his position, seeing all of that as a young person, and now he was in the position as a captain in the army of God's people. I want you to understand. And then here was... Uh, uh, Aaron. Aaron was, uh, this is the squad of Moses. Uh, you know, here was Aaron, the brother of Moses. He was not raised with him. He was the brother of Moses and he was in position to walk alongside of Moses. He witnessed firsthand every miracle of God done through Moses and was the person who served on side of Moses. And then there was Ur. Now there's not a lot about Ur in the Bible. Ur was the brother-in-law to both Moses and Aaron. Aaron was 83 and Moses was 80. So I would say Ur was probably in that age group. Miriam um, was the sister of both Aaron and Moses. And so there's not a lot about him in the Bible, but he acted as a servant who walked alongside of Aaron. When Moses went up to the Mount Sinai, he put Ur in charge with Aaron. So Aaron, so Ur was kind of like a co-laborer with Aaron. Okay. He was the, the, the person who worked, led the people with Aaron as Moses was on the mountain with, with God. And then here is Moses. Moses was the elder. He was the leader. He was the intercessor, the great intercessor. He was raised in a household, which was not his biological family. He was raised in a household as a son of Pharaoh. Amen. He, he was his family placed him in the Nile River. His sister, his mother prepared a basket to put him in uh, the Nile River to keep him from being killed. At the time, the king had made a decree that all of the boys uh, were to be killed. Amen. And so he was saved that way. So here was Moses uh, raised in the household, not his, with his biological family. He was raised in the household of Pharaoh. He found his family and his God. He, he became reconnected to his heritage after he was kicked out of the house that he was raised in. Uh, there's so much meat to this, but for, for time's sake, uh, I'm just trying to give this really principled and intimate look at the squad. Amen. And uh, so here was um, Moses. He was called by God to be a leader of his people. And he also witnessed firsthand God's power through him through continuing miracles. So this is the squad. 
This is the squad. What is a squad? A squad is a small group of people. It is, you know, it could be sports. It could be military. It could be friendships. You know, it could be familiar. But usually when we say squad, we're talking about the people that we are connected to. Those are the people we talk to usually every day. The people that we kind of share intimate things with. The the people that kind of walk with us along life's uh, the daily living of life, you know, they may be in different states, but our squad are those people that we call when the going gets tough, the tough gets going, our squad going to be there. Well, that's what a squad's supposed to do. But if we're honest, many times some of us are connected to people that we think are our squad, but they really not our squad because like Moses, you know, when we get in a, a, a pickle or a place where we become weary or we feel like giving up, you know, there's some folk that's on your your team that you thought was your squad and they talked about you. Yes, they did. They laughed at you. Some of them even mocked you. Some of them even thought and planned for your demise. Some of them set up some plots against you in the midst of your season. And they didn't realize that they thought they were doing something to hurt you. But like, like Joshua and like Moses, they had a purpose for their life. Do you know who the people are that you call your squad? See, age has has no bearing on the on your authority. You know, you may have some people in your squad, whether it's your family squad, whether it's your friendship squad, whether it's your church squad or your ministry squad. It might be your job squad. Listen, age has no bearing on the authority that you may have. Joshua was a young man. See, Joshua was the squad person. That's the fighter. Do you have a Joshua in your family? It, it is a Joshua in your squad. See, Joshua was a fighter. See, some of us, we too old to lay hands on people. I know, I know. I got to keep it real with y'all. You know, sometimes we can't get out there on the, on the battlefield. I ain't about to fight with no young person. I'm talking about physical now. You know, we got spiritual fights and physical fights. What I'm going to look like 47, about to be 48 next week, talking about fighting with somebody. Can I be real with you? I ain't never really had to fight a day in my life because I had families, brothers and sisters. Let me tell you something about my family on both sides. Great people on both sides. I come from greatness on both sides of my family. Watch this. In all the flawness of our families, including mine, I come from greatness. I don't say that to be, um, uh, braggadocious. I'm just telling you the truth. When you say my older brother, sister's in name, my mama name, I'm talking about my different sides. I'm talking about my maternal side now. Listen, I didn't have to fight. I was a person that I was very popular, meaning I was known in a very good way. When people to this day, they say my name, there's there's respect that comes with my name because how I, I always had character and integrity. Amen. But when I was coming up, a lot of girls didn't like me. You know, I had a lot of girls that liked me, but I had some that didn't like me. Me because a lot of boys like me. Now I wasn't no fast girl, but I just, I'm just telling you the truth. And I remember one year they had a whole bunch of girls that thought they was going to jump me and my squad. See, we were the intelligent girls. We had the AP classes. We dressed all cute. Our hair was always cuter. We had the nice clothes on and all of that stuff. And we were very intelligent. Can I, I'm just telling you the story. And so this, this is real life. And so my squad was the cute girls. My squad was the intelligent, cute girl. 
girls. My squad was the not only intelligent, cute girls, but we wasn't no fast tail girls, if you know what I'm talking about. So boys liked us a lot. And, and I had big brothers in my hood. Could nobody talk to me? Mind you, I wasn't the baby sister. I was the middle sister. Nobody in the hood would talk to me if they knew who I was. Okay. So I was always kind of protected. Amen. And so they didn't talk to me. Boys, even though they wanted to, they, they would not aggressively talk to me. So why is, why is this important? I'm sharing with you. I was never a fighter because I never had to fight. Someone else was always fighting battles before me. And many times it had nothing to do with me in the present. It was always things that would, had been done either in the past that affected my future. Y'all don't understand what I'm talking about, but let me break it down a little bit for you. I, I didn't have to fight because of the reputation of my family. They knew we didn't start no mess, but if you mess with them baby you better be ready for you better be ready for a war and I guarantee you they was gonna win the battle amen and so I didn't have to fight I had a little little sister my little sister my big little sister but who they didn't play so I didn't have to fight amen and so you know Moses was at a point in his life he was 80 something 80 years old during this moment he didn't have to fight because Joshua was the fighter see God had placed Joshua a young virile man a young man to see everything that had happened. He had witnessed the, 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 the miracles of God. He understood that he needed to, his age did not limit him from walking in power and authority, but it also allowed him to be humble and also learn from the wisdom of the Moses, the Aaron and the earth that was around him. Remember the young people on the squad got to have a spirit to be humble enough to learn so that they can lead. Who is on your squad? Each person on the squad has a gifting of power that does not diminish the other person. If you're full of jealousy, you're not on a squad. You're on a team by yourself and you're pretending to think you have a squad. I'll leave that for another time. But listen, each person on your squad should be gifted in the things of God. Every person on your squad have a purpose. Every person in the body of Christ have a purpose. That is why it's called the body. Watch this. The ankle is just as important as the foot because the foot can't operate as a foot and walk without the ankle. And then the ankle can't do anything without the leg. Oh my God, who am I talking to today? So listen, every person is important. Never diminish the authority of the person connected to you on your squad. If it is, you got a problem. Always remember to respect and honor one another must be the heart of the squad. See, listen, Aaron could not hold up the arms of Moses and Ur could not hold up the arms of Moses if they did not respect him, if they did not honor him, if they did not see the God in him being displayed time after time after time after time. Understand that the people in your squad got to be able to not only respect you and honor you, but you got to respect them and honor them. There is no eyes in team. There is no I in squad. Listen, if you think it's all about you, yeah, I know we got all these great names. We visionaries. We, you know, we pastors, we ministers. Listen, I take away nothing from titles because because I wear several of them, them myself. But what it means is that Jesus said it, I think, the best way when he when he at the 
last supper and he washed the feet of his disciples. And Peter said, no, Lord, you're not even worthy to touch my feet. And Jesus said, the word of God says in Mark 10 and 45, which is one of the greatest scriptures to me because it is the foundation of my ministry. God said in in Mark uh, 10 and 45, it says the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve. Do you understand that if you're a visionary, that if you're a leader, if you're a pastor, you're a minister, apostle, whatever you have been called to do for the gifting of the body. I don't care if you're a Sunday school teacher, if you're a deacon, a deaconess, if you sing in the choir, whatever, if you're lead, whatever it is, understand that you are a servant of God. You are a servant. Yes, you may have others in the capacity to serve you, but you are a servant leader. And I got you to understand that none of this could have been possible for the people of God to really understand if Moses had not demonstrated being a servant leader. Remember, they stood on side of him to lift him up not to tear him down. Who am I speaking to, beloved of God? Some of us say we got squads and when they're going through things, you get on the phone and you gossip about the person on your squad. Oh my God, how many of you had Moseses? Maybe you are the Moses in your squad, but maybe you're not the Moses, someone else is. And in that moment when they were weak and feeble, see, I'm not talking about an authority position. I'm talking about in a position, in a time in life when you need someone to hand to stand up when you need someone to hold you up. See, I'm talking about from that perspective, maybe when they were one of your squad members was a Moses, instead of getting on side of them and calling them and say, my sister or my brother, listen, I've been praying. See, that's the key word. You got to be praying in order to know what is going on with the squad that you're connected to. See, instead of saying or getting on the phone and gossiping with the other squad member, you're saying, listen, Girl, I don't know what she going through. She ain't never got no money. Every time I talk to her, she can't do this. Look, I don't know what's going on. But what about the man she got? She ain't got nobody where her family at. Oh, who am I talking to? Trust me, you me. This was not planned. This is not part of what is written down. This is flowing from the very man of God. Listen, let me let me say this to you. Many times we call ourselves uh, uh, Joshua's and Ur's and uh, 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 Aaron's uh, in the capacity of holding one another up. Uh, the Bible says the stronger to bear the infirmities of the weak. Uh, when your sister or your brother is weak, uh, why do you get on Facebook or social media and you send out all of these subliminal texts? Uh, do you understand that there are those of us who see in the spirit? Oh my God in heaven, I don't think many of you get it. Listen. That's why you got to know who the fighter is. You got to know who the encourager is. You got to know who the intercessor is. And let me tell you something about the intercessors. You better be scared. And when I say scared, I mean reverence. Listen, because see those of us who intercede on behalf of God's people, you don't understand the things that God would allow us to see. Sometimes it grieves the man or woman of God. Oh, let's not talk about the prophets. Oh, what 
birthday allow God allows us to see some time. You would not believe, but instead of holding up the arms of those on your squad, you talk about them. Oh, beloved of God, I'm trying to help you here today to repent and to get on track. So listen, you got to support one another regardless of personal concerns or limits. They should never stop you from supporting one another. Listen, listen, um, when we talk about who's on our squad and knowing who's on the team, you got to strategize. You got to plan how to support each other for the greater good of the whole. Listen, if everyone who's listening, I guarantee you there's something going on in your life. There's some things that you haven't even told your squad about. Amen. Let's be real. There are some things we don't want to tell people because we're embarrassed. Let's be honest. Or we don't know how to begin. There are some things that we're going through that some of us are still scratching our head trying to figure out, God, what is going on? And some of us know what we're go- what's going on. We know the season that we're in like Job. And then we say, man, I can't, I'm not even worrying about explaining this to this person because they won't get it. They won't get it. But watch this. Uh, when we are praying, that's the key word. When we are seeking the face of God on behalf of others, we are hearing from God. God will tell us what's going on with our brother or our sister. Let me be honest with you. Listen, we got to learn how to support each other for the greater good by strategizing. What is the plan? What is the plan? If you know one of your brothers or sisters in need, maybe they lost a job or maybe they they in a job where they ain't making the same kind of money and they're struggling financially. It might have been a year. It might have been six months. See, the people don't want labor with you no more because they figure like after a month or so, we going on to the next thing. Do you understand that the Bible says when when Moses began to get feeble, what you got to understand is that Moses was, was on the top of the hill. See, his position was very important because uh, Joshua was the captain of the army and his position was important because he was fighting with the people. The, the soldiers needed to see a young warrior standing beside them, which was Joseph. Joseph was the fighter. See, they, they, you know, and then there was Moses. Uh, Moses was on top of the hill. Now watch this. He wasn't on top of the hill because he was trying to see what was going on with the battle. No, 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 no. See, he was holding up the staff in his hand. See, the staff was a representation of the power of God. That staff was the staff that turned into a snake when he went into Pharaoh's army. That staff was the staff when he lifted it up. The people of Israel saw the Red Sea parted. So the staff reminded them of the glory and the power of God. He was the banner. The staff was the banner of God over the people. So when they were fighting the soldiers, they saw Oh, great Moses standing on the hill. But see, it was Aaron and Ur that was right there beside him. Wow, is that important, beloved of God? Because as he stood there on the hill, you got to understand Moses wasn't standing there just to be standing. He wasn't standing there just just looking and gossiping. No, 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 no. You know why he was standing there? As he was standing there, he was activating his faith. He was interceding for the people of God. 
the word told you. As long as his arms were up, they were winning. But as his arms got lower, how many of us that are, are real prayers on this call that are listening on the on the broadcast today? How many of you been praying and crying out to God sometimes? Let me tell you something. For almost two years, going on three years, I've had a prayer call that we do every Tuesday morning at 4.30 in the morning. And we are praying for children ages 0 to 35. And we're praying for marriages. You understand what I'm saying? And watch this. Sometimes we pray so hard on that prayer call. Sometimes I'm praying so hard that I get tired. Have you ever prayed so hard where you started crying and your eyes are puffy and you lose your voice? Can you imagine Moses standing on top of that hill while the soldiers were in battle holding his arms up and crying out to God for victory? And he got tired. Oh, beloved of God, in our humanity, we get tired. We are our bodies can only do but so much. But it is in the squad where we find those who lift us up. Oh, listen, beloved of God, do you understand that Aaron and Ur said to themselves, listen, Aaron, you get on one side and and, and, and Ur said, I'm going to get on the other side. But watch this. Before they lifted his arms up again, they got him a rock and they let him sit down. Can you believe the 80 year old man? His legs were tired. Yes, I know that 80 in those days were different from 80 in our days. But if we think about it, the way that our mind can actually figure it out. Can you imagine an 80 year old man today standing on the top of a hill with his hands erected and praying on behalf of the people of God? Oh, you don't think he was tired? Oh, beloved of God, I believe Aaron and Ur were tired. The Bible says Aaron was 83 years old. We don't know how old Ur was, but I believe in their human condition, they were tired. Oh, beloved of God. But what I love about the power of God, when you have a squad connected to you, they step in. Listen, they they never stood up. Watch this. You never stop holding each other up. Listen, at that moment, see, Aaron had enough sense to know that if we don't stand up and support the man of God, everyone will perish. See, the reality is many of us think it's all about us. As long as my family and my children are okay, then I'm okay. Can I be real? Listen, that's the mentality of the world today. Not just Christian folk, but the world today that has been the standard. But when we turn on the news, we have black babies missing in Alabama and Atlanta. Sex trafficking has gotten worse. They're killing our people for their organs. Can I be real with you today? There are white kids, brown kids, black kids that are being sex trafficked all over the world and we don't believe it's going to come to our home eventually. People of God, you got to wake up. See, if Aaron and Ur had that attitude, I live in a gated community, it ain't going to bother me. My husband is a pastor. That ain't going to bother me. I have a degree and I have a a lot of money in the bank. That ain't going to bother me. But listen, beloved of God, God is sending us warnings that if we don't hold each other up in the things of God, then everyone will perish. Oh, 
Oh, beloved of God, do you hear what I'm saying today? The Bible says, watch this in the last verse in 13. Watch this. I'm going to go back to 12. It said, when Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Ur held up his hands, one on one side and one on the other side, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. And then it says in verse 13, so Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. See, Joshua was in his place. See, Joshua the fighter was in his place. Do you know who's on your squad? Do you know who is on your squad? See, the fighter, which was Joshua, was in his position. We got to all make sure that we are in position. See, Joshua was doing his part. He was out there on the battlefield and it said he won with a sword. But watch this, uh, Moses, uh, Ur, and Aaron, they were on the mountaintop. They were holding up the arms of the great intercessor. In that moment was Moses because Joshua could not win if Moses wasn't able to lift up his hands. Can I tell you today, people of God, your position must be one where your hands are lifted up in praise and intercession for your life. Not only for your life, but the people of God as a whole. We can no longer be selfish and self-centered. We got to understand that it is because of who we are in the body of God that we must hold each other up. I pray to you today that you take this message and you begin to really figure out and stand on the word of God. Know who your squad is. If you don't know who your squad is, I feel sorry for you, people of God, because if you don't know who your squad is, woe to you, because if you have the wrong people you are connected to and there is no one to fight, there is no one to encourage, there is no one to intercede, you will perish. See, Joshua, in his position he had one of the most powerful positions because in that moment, Aaron and Ur were the encouragers. See, they made sure that Moses in that moment, he had somewhere to sit and they made sure they stood on each side of him and they lifted his hands up. Can I ask you, what woman have you lifted up this week, today? What child have you lifted up today, have encouraged? What husband, what brother, what sister, what uncle, what teacher, what grocery store worker, what member in the body of Christ have you lifted up? What pastor, what leader? As I get ready to close today, It is always imperative to offer Christ. The Bible says in John 14 and 16 that Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You want to know about God? He's, with, he's here. But guess what? You can't learn about God, not the true and living God, through Buddha. 
You can't learn them through Judaism. You can't learn about Jesus in the context of salvation through any religion. But through the word of God, you can learn about God. It says that in Romans 3 and 23, we all have fallen short, meaning we sinned. And we've fallen short of the glory of God. And it says in Romans 10 and 9, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It comes to a point in every person's life. Maybe it's events after events that that, that has broken your heart or your spirit to the point where you can't you don't have any human power left in you. Jesus Christ promised the comforter to all those who believe in him, which is the Holy Spirit. And I encourage you right where you are, if you're listening. Maybe you're saying, I, I, I've never had a Joshua or Ur, or I've never had a squad. See, sometimes we take things for granted. But there are some people that have never had someone to stand with them, to stand in the gap. I, I say to you, if you're listening, if God blessed you enough to be listening, I promise you that the reason you're listening to this podcast today is because God ordained you to hear it. He knew that you wanted to hear that someone loves you. And can I tell you that God loves you? He loved you so much. The word of God says it is not his will for no one to perish. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And it says, whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life that is the love of Christ I promise you you can study any religion any cult whatever you want to and someone always wants you to give of your life and they give you nothing we have to die one day all of us that is one appointment that we all have to meet by ourselves our doctor can't even go to a death with us That's an appointment just for you and I who's still in the land of the living. And I and I my prayer that every single one of my family members and loved ones and those who I come in contact with will not die in vain that they will have eternal life with God listen you know I'm not concerned about how long the podcast is today I, I don't I'm not caring about that. I'm pleading to the souls of someone that's listening right now. And for those of us who are believers that are listening, I gorge you to reach out to those and share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. You don't need a title. We all are believers of Christ. Listen, I don't care about titles. I'm concerned about the souls of God's people. I don't ever want me or you or anyone to stand before God and say, well, I I didn't share God's Jesus with them because I didn't know how. Share your story. Share your story. How did God transform your life? That's the beginning. And show them in the Bible. Romans 10 and 9. The text for salvation. If you declare with your mouth confess your sins that's the start so I challenge you this week for all those who are listening who are believers in Christ to share the gospel with Jesus of Jesus Christ with someone pray for salvation for someone 
in our world right now, we're in a, a post Trump era. And I'm saying I don't I don't really ever get political, but I'm just being honest. Where we're in an era now where from the head we're getting where hate is being encouraged. And I don't care what part I don't care about parties and political parties and all that stuff because no one party represents Christ. No party represents Christ. Christ represents Christ. The ability to live as disciples of Christ is how you determine someone that believes in God, not their title, not their religious affiliation. The word of God says in the last days, many will come in the name of God. They'll be able to teach. They'll be able to heal. They'll be able to profess Christ, but they will not be from God. He said, even the elect of God will be confused, will be deceived. So I encourage you. The basis of this podcast is called being love in action. The life application of this right now is knowing the squad. How do you know your squad? You got to be able to demonstrate love through the way that you respond to others. You got to be able to demonstrate true servanthood. So I encourage you today and I challenge you to reach out to others. I don't care what race they are. I don't care what, you know, but do everything in wisdom. Don't just jump out and pray. You can't just do stuff without praying. And here, I want y'all to understand your enemies are God's enemies. The Amalekites were not friends of God and his people. God ain't called us to make friends with our enemies. That's not biblical. God destroys the enemies of God's children. The Amalekites were God's children's enemy. Thus, they were his enemy and he destroyed them. He wiped their names out. Your enemy is your enemy. You cannot uh, uh, convert an enemy. God changes the hearts of man. Not you. That's not your position. So I challenge you today and I encourage you. I pray that you were blessed as a result of this podcast on today. And I just thank God for each and every one of you. And I pray today. And thank you for tuning in. I pray that you were blessed by today's podcast. Continue to tune us, tune in with us weekly right here on the Podbean app and Apple iTunes. Also, you can tune in with us for our radio broadcast on the DFW Den Radio Gospel Station, 9 o'clock a.m. through 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, seven days a week. You can download the Den app or TuneIn app to listen. And if you would like to contact us, email us at Ministries at yahoo.com. Again, that's Kenya C. Williams Ministries at yahoo.com. Until next time, remember. And now these three remain faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. 1 Corinthians 13 and 13. And I am Reverend Casey Williams of King C. Williams Ministries. Peace and blessings. <music>